Big, Better, Best Books with authors, readers, and other endangered species. I'm your guide, Katerina Valentin. Come and join us. Welcome to Big, Better, Best Books podcast. And today's topic is What the Bleep is Fan Fiction? And my guests are Emilia Furt-Valentin, 16 years old, from Stockholm, Sweden, and Ellen Santiago Pettersen, 15 years old, from Stockholm, Sweden. These are my experts, since I really do not know very much about fan fiction. If I look in Wikipedia, fan fiction is written by a fan of and featuring characters from a particular book, TV series, or film. So what if my experts could explain what fan fiction is? Who wants to start? Well, I say that fan fiction is uh, a continuation or your input on a franchise that you maybe think ended too early or didn't go in the direction you wanted. More often than not, these days, it focuses primarily on uh, queer insert into media that maybe doesn't have the representation that you see in it or you want it to have. So you kind of add something that you think it's lacking. Yes, and it's also very common for someone to take characters from a particular story that they enjoy and then create a new scenario and put these characters in. So you write your own version of these characters in a setting that you feel like they would fit well in or put them into a certain stereotype that you then base that fan fiction upon. So in a way, it's like cheating. Because <laughs> yeah. it didn't work out the way you wanted to and then you can do another ending or... Yeah, I would say it is. Yeah. And um, in our time, there's the internet gives us the opportunity to share it with other people. And there's an entire community that works around fan fiction or that includes fan fiction, which is very awesome in this day and age. Well, so because anyone could take a story and rewrite it on their own. So that one of the things is that you can actually send it out on the internet and other people read it. Yes. And it doesn't, it's not really a, a profitable uh, <laughs> occupation to be writing fan fiction. I mean, you, I'm sure you can somehow find a way to earn some money on it, but it's, it's not really anyone's, you know, main profession. Usually people write it because they want to, because they really like these characters, or it can also be if you have members of a band or actresses that you take these real people and then write imaginary scenarios with them. And this, they do it because they enjoy it and then they share it with other people who, who also like it most of the time. So how does it work? Where do you find it? Well, there are uh, websites where, like, uh, for example, Archive of Our Own or fanfiction.net these days that work entirely on uh, fan-made content that is shared with other fans. And then there are um, search options so you can find what you're looking for. It's, it's quite smart these days, and it was not like this before. So how would you, like, what, what would you do if you went in there? Would you look for one of your favorite characters? Like, how would you find something to read? Well, usually you want to read fan fiction after you've either finished, like, a book or a TV series and you feel, and you've, you've binged it or you've watched a lot of it and you want to have more content but you can't find it anywhere. And then there's the <clears throat> official content. Then fan fiction is usually a quite common way, especially for teenagers, to try and get a continuation of that series or content. Um, but it's funny. I remember um, I loved the 
Story of the Ring. What is it? Like the Lord, the of, the Lord of the Rings in English. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Story of the Ring in Swedish. So, and I used to lay in bed at night and I was so sad that it ended, that there mm-hmm. wouldn't be more. And I would lay in, I was kind of like pray to whatever God there was to <laughs> kind of somehow make it continue, make it be more. So this is a way also for your favorite like worlds and, and places to continue to exist. Yeah. So, but tell me more. So you go and you search online and you find these um, web forums or where you can find them. So do either of you have a favorite fan fiction that you read? I, I think I do. Um, Which one? Well, I don't, I don't. Well, one, one good one then. You don't have to have your very In my favorite. opinion, the best ones are the very long ones that build their own story within the story. And I think that creative sense is really special to fan fiction for young people when there is a general lack of LGBT content. Most of what I read is LGBT. So I really like the long ones, but then there are like one shots that are the shorter ones that are one chapter and multi-chapter fanfics are... um, they're lacking, really. The really good ones, yeah. there aren't a lot of them. But but are there famous fan fiction? Writers? Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And there are famous fan fictions. There was a the most read fan fiction on Archive of Our Own. I'm not going to say it, but it's very <laughs> easy to find. It got almost a million hits at this point. I think it might be more. No, it's more now. It's but it's, um, it's been published illegally important to say but it has its own following and there are fanfics written about this fanfic which is completely incredible honestly <laughs> it's i don't think a lot of people understand how big fan fiction actually is on the internet and it's also um i mean these fan fictions i mean the bigger ones the really long ones and good ones or that are from an author that are built off some kind of following they usually get like 200k reads like or over at least over 100k reads it's not that uncommon these days um which is really cool and it's um me and ellen we uh met and we became friends over a certain tv show Hmm. and there's there was this really famous fan fiction of this tv show that we then talked about after all of the tv shows or after the current seasons had aired that what was, was then, the TV show? Voltron. <laughs> Voltron. Okay. <laughs> no so, one heard that. Does do the actors, oh no, the authors or the I mean creators of the TV series, do they ever interact with the fan fiction? Oh, yeah, fan base? yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, these days they do, but there has been a lot of discourse earlier in the early two thousands primarily about the um, legality and the I guess ethnicity yeah. uh, of fan fiction. J.K. Rowling was one of the first fan or writers to openly acknowledge and accept and promote fan fiction writing of her own series. Before this, there was authors got really angry sometimes. There was the death of the author, hmm. like authorial intent. There was a lot of discourse about that. Do fans have the right to take someone's work and make it their own? These days, it's allowed and it's often encouraged, and it's much easier to find and write fan fiction. But during the early 2000s, there were, you had to write and ask if you could get someone's fan fiction. It was like a drug deal on the internet because it was, it was underground, really, because it wasn't allowed and you could get sued, and people got sued for writing fan fiction. 
And even today, there's still a lot, especially when it comes to real people. Um, And there are, um, people tend to write a lot of fan fictions about um, different kinds of bands. So One Direction (laughs) and BTS are two very, very popular bands to write fan fiction about One Direction even today. Uh, Although I wasn't in that fan base at any (laughs) point. And then there's the question of, because these are real people. And there's also, when someone is a celebrity or a public figure, there's no real way of actually knowing them or how they are in real life. Mm. Because you haven't, you haven't, very few people have actually interacted with these people that have written these, you know, 100,000 word stories about them. And then you really need to be clear. Um, that's why they call it an AU, which means... Um, Alternate universe. Alternate universe. Hmm. Got stuck there. Which means that this is how this is just how they could have been. So they take their persona or their public persona and use that as a base, not saying that this is how they are in real life. It um, can be quite controversial. You can see why yes. with RPF or real person fiction, because if there are two band members that you really like and you write a love story about where one of them has an abusive family for the drama of it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's someone's real life you're talking about. So you have to be kind of careful with respect. And that line is often moved forwards and backwards. Yeah. And there's also a sense of when you make a band member a murderer, for example, <laughs> like when you, when you write like a mafia AU or something that's meant to set place in like a, a mafia setting where one of these band members is like a mafia gang leader or something, <laughs> you have to be really careful because then if you mm-hmm. just make this, person a kind of mass murder that's also some kind of implication that in in some twisted way or form you see this person as <laughs> a possible mass murderer or mafia gang leader so you have to have, be really careful has there ever been any scandals yeah there has been a lot of discourse and uh trauma surrounding fanfic writers have you either of you ever written fan fiction i've written fan fiction but i've never had the nerve to publish it so they're buried somewhere in my hard drive. What was it? What was it like? Like, what were you? What was it you wanted to write about that made you write it? I think I really just enjoy writing in general and literature in general. So projecting my way of writing and thinking and how I saw these characters was thrilling and it was really cool. Even though it never saw the light of day, I think it's really special that you can write about something and. I don't know. What would you say? Well, it, it, I don't know. I, I would say it's kind of fun to be given a world to play in yeah, that somebody yeah, else yeah. created. That and, I would like. And it sometimes I, I used to write fan fiction. Um, I I think I published something like once. And I think it got like 2,000 reads on Wattpad. That was a fun time. Uh, I deleted the account because it was really embarrassing. But <laughs> we don't need to talk about that part. Um, but I, in general, it's really fun because a lot of the times as an author, it's really hard to just come up with characters or come up with the world <laughs> to play when you're like 12. <laughs> and, you just, and you just want to, because you love these characters so much, you just want to... Uh, write something for them or and a lot of the times fan fiction because stories and actual series are usually quite intense you know they have a plot to drive they have they have a storyline that they need to follow you know so there's usually not a lot of especially if it's a shorter tv show there's not a lot of everyday life with these characters you see them in all of these life and death situations and you can't really see them just having breakfast together or 
um, going out to see a film or something. Maybe as friends or lovers, it doesn't really matter. So then a lot of people write fan fiction to be able to create these moments on their own because they don't get the chance to see them during their TV show. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's really interesting. They're not writing the more dramatic moments. They're actually writing well, the everyday moments. Some are, but the everyday yeah. life moments are nearly huh. always included in fan fiction because that's one of the reasons why people like it so much. So would you say that fan fiction actually stimulates people to write more? Without a doubt. The first, I wrote fan fiction before I wrote anything on my own. And there are several published works today that how good they are can be debated. (laughs) But either the author started out writing fan fiction about series they loved, or the work is fan fiction that then got morphed into its own story. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that as this generation gets older. And I think that should be applauded. And I also think that, I mean, we have a modern day example. Fifty Shades of Grey was originally a Twilight fan fiction. And, oh God, Pete, um, (laughs) was originally a Twilight fan fiction. And um, it's probably the best example I can think of, of Mm. a fan fiction. And of course, they've made these characters, they've changed their names and they've changed like their profession. Well, they're not vampires anymore. Yeah, and they made (laughs) Grey stop being like a vampire. I don't know. I haven't read either of them. (laughs) I don't really want to, but... (laughs) No, it is is the one example that showed the publishing companies that there was something in the fan literature that they may be missing. Absolutely. That has probably changed a lot. But when you say this generation, because... It's, it, this generation uses internet in a different way than us old people. So when they grow up, what do you, could you see like something that could occur with fan fiction? What is it that you're, if you would predict the future, what would, what would occur? Well, I'm not really sure, honestly. Fan fiction today is a large part of young LGBT culture, in my opinion, at least really more on the female side because yes. uh, fan fiction is predominantly uh, written and read by girls. Yes. yes. But I think it's been an output for you to put the representation where it hasn't really been. So maybe one could see that as time moves on, we have more um, straight fan fiction, really. Because, <laughs> or by men. Yeah, or, or by boys, men. Or... Because right now, fan fiction is really a large part of where you can find male, male, or female, female content where it mm. really isn't in the media. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I mean, in fan fiction, there's also a lot of misrepresentation. So there is uh, representation, which is usually best written when written by LGBT people. Like yes. when you write LGBT fan fiction, it's a lot better if you're LGBT. Yes. <laughs> because then you have the kind of experiences that you write about and the kind of things that and how you portray these characters and how they think you have more firsthand experience. And then there's a lot of a lot of drama about um fetishization of gay, especially male male slash male um, pairings or ships that are fetishized in different ways. And that actually brings us into this, because just to show how broad this area is, I have picked out some different terms that are used in fan fiction <laughs> that our experts now will explain. Oh. So one of them is, what is, what is shipping? Um, Ella, want to take this one? Well, <laughs> shipping is what most fan fiction builds on. It's the... It's the sh- relation. It comes from the word relationship from the beginning. It 
means the relationship that you're writing about. If you're writing about a, a relationship that you want to see. <laughs> that isn't, so it can be a new relationship. You can put two characters yes. that are not usually together, together. Which, that's what happens most of the time, which is why there's the male and male and female and female books. They don't yeah. get the representation, so they create it on their own. Shipping is actually really cute because people say if the ship or the pairing actually get together in the show or in the book, they say that the ship has sailed. Ah. And if they get together with like another character or something, they say that it's sunk. Oh. And then people say like, I will go down with this ship. So if the ship like sinks, it's, then yeah, I it's will. very cute. It's really, really cute. So the shipping is like one of the cores. So, so what's yes. a crossover? Uh, a crossover is when you use two different shows, so characters from two different series. Most of the time, you use characters from two different series or books or whatever, and you have them meet each other or engage with each other in a fan fiction. It doesn't have to be romantically. You can cross over an entire series. It doesn't have to be a character and a character. So um, there's this whole fan base dedicated to three TV shows, Supernatural, Doctor, Doctor Who, Who, and Sherlock. Yes. And they're very <laughs> dedicated to these three TV shows. And so a lot of the crossovers you will have, you'll have um, Sherlock Holmes meeting the 11th Doctor for like a night out or something. In the uh, early 2010s, like 14, 13, yeah. it was a huge thing, Super Who Lock. It's one of the biggest fan bases along with the Ever. one direction fan base it's, it's, it was the biggest it's a phenomenon really it's insane and now since all of those shows have kind of like died i mean super <laughs> uh, sherlock is over at least they say it is there are no more seasons coming out mm -hmm. supernatural is just bad and it's, it's kind of dead at this point but it was yeah. very cool it was cool when it was dead. and also it's like a total freedom you can do all these things that if they fit together you just put them together there's yeah. no limits on it's wonderful, really. And I don't think it should be applauded. And it was really, <laughs> and it was really fun to read, like the doctor meeting, you know, uh, uh, I know Dean and Sam or like uh, David Tennant because it's they're such fun characters, and the doctor and Sherlock are quite similar in a couple of ways. It's really a, all of this is really a celebration of the work. That's why I think it's such a beautiful thing, and why it should be respected, really, because it's a celebration of the content that someone has created for right. you. Yeah. So what's Dark fic and fix fic. Uh, well, a fix it fic is a fic that's based on making stuff good again. If um, <laughs> I what like can that. I do if, without spoiling something? A, where a story <laughs> where someone dies. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Everyone's read Harry Potter. If uh, you haven't read Harry Potter, please skip this part. Well, <laughs> let's say we bring Fred back to life oh. because we want him to end up with someone in the book. Or we want and George to be happy. Yeah, so we make everything good again because we love the characters so much. <laughs> oh, that's well. very satisfying. If, you, yeah. if something goes really wrong with yeah. your favorite character, you write a fix-it fix. This it's happens wonderful. a lot. It's wonderful. Yeah. Fix-it fic. Fix so it. what's dark fic then? No, I'm not really sure either. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, well, I mean, we're not going to go where you're not sure. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you make something darker. Yeah, I think yeah. so, but I'm not really sure on what it means in this context. So I'm just going to not say anything at all. <laughs> and I'm joining Ellen. <laughs> not. So what's self-insert? What does that mean? A self-insert is where you put yourself into the fanfic because you love the character so much. You want to be there with them. It's um, It was also more popular during the early 2000s, mostly because it's so ridiculed today. It's quite sad, honestly. But yeah, it is. It's really... People get bullied if they write self-inserts <laughs> a lot, at least if they're too obvious. 
I believe it was called Mary Sue back in the day or Mary Jane. Um, so do you write yourself? So would you insert yourself as Ellen or would you insert yourself as a character that's write, similar to you? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, they write the most amazing character you can imagine. My Immortal is a wonderful example if you want to read bad fan fiction. <laughs> um, the main character is a clear Mary Sue. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's a self-insert, but it's she's so beautiful. She's so wonderful. She's good at everything. She's and not like all the, the characters want to marry her. <laughs> so you can see where maybe if someone doesn't really have the best life in real mm-hmm. life they want to go somewhere where all their fair, favorite characters love them so much this was on a fan fiction site called Wattpad which is incredibly ridiculed today um, there was because it's mostly bad, bad fan fiction it's really hard well, to it's, find it's still alive but it's mostly for younger yes, people yes and for people who are just starting out and then they move on to archive on our own which usually has a more mature Fan fiction writing. Yeah, there are a lot of self inserts on Wattpad. That yes, you can find. and uh, the One Direction ones are especially funny. Oh, they self insert them in media. Yes, the they write like your your slash name. So they write y, y slash n means your name. So if it's a clear self insert where it's like you go here, I'll write uh, your name. What are you doing here? And then you're supposed to read it like Ellen. What are you doing here? Ah. So that's where it's not even like a character that's sort of you. That's just putting yourself into it. And it's wonderful. So when you say something is ridiculed, where is it ridiculed? Twitter. Online or Twitter? Well, Twitter, Tumblr, the general, these days, it's on those places and maybe in the comments. Before, you had forums in the early mm. 2000s. Forums yeah. and websites where the fans met up for that specific fandom. These days, it's generally the normal social media. And there's apps. also um, so do you find it via hashtags then, is that correct? Or how do you find the places where you follow um, fan fiction on Twitter? It's and not Dumble, as it's not Tumblr. as clear today. Um there the there are these three websites these days, fanfiction.net, archive of our own and Wattpad. Um those are where you read the fanfiction. If you mm. want to talk about it, you'll have to find it on your own really. There aren't there aren't really listed that well and since it's not a, a lot of in archive of our own, especially, and also in the other ones. I don't know much about fanfiction.net because I haven't read much there really. But um, then you will have a lot of authors will link their Twitter, so or link their social media sites, so that you can interact with this author about the story that they're writing. So um, there's there's a there's a lot of Twitter authors for fanfictions that I've read who uh, do live shows uh, where they answer questions about their fan fiction or huh. things like that, who who interact. Because, I mean, once you build up, like, once you've had 100,000 people read your fan fiction, you have a following. Yeah, and you're actually a pretty big author compared to many other authors. Yeah, exactly. That come out. And then no. you have some kind of following. And then people want to ask questions. They want to know, uh, in the next chapter, is this and this going to happen? What happened with Deb? And they'll answer these. So there'll be this whole kind of interaction thing going on. One thing that, I, maybe you're going to bring that up, but OC is another good topic once we're talking about big yes. um, characters or big oh. writers. OC means original character. So then it can be FOC or MOC, which is a female or male original character, which is just you put another person in there, throw someone into the mix. And it's 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 it's, it's a really cool. So you oh, add cool. someone. It's not yourself. You're you're basically inserting an original yes, character that exactly. you created. Ah, so um, how come all the abbreviations? I think it's, it's internet culture how it grows. <laughs> abbreviations are 
really big on it's its own language and yeah since fan culture has been growing since the 90s it's just shifted into its own language really yeah because you have yeah you say this and you kindly explain them which is really good because i would have no idea what an eoc was i was thinking of the tv show oc so it's good that you said original character now if if a new star came into the family literature of sky yes. how would you find out is it more the shows you're interested in or are you like is it the writers or the or the context that that's interesting what do you mean <laughs> okay so if if i you know sometimes if i have a writer i really like i will re i will buy the next book that writer comes out with uh, i will read it oh you mean like that yeah. or follow, are you that, follow that depends you can follow both tags and authors on most of the sites so you can search through the tags to find oh, um, there's a new book with this, this, and this hashtag. These are topics I really like reading about. And then you can follow specific authors and get what they're writing on your feed. So you say it's mainly girls, women um, that write and read. What's yes. the age? Um, Everything between like 10 to 30. 30. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the age range is really, really big. I found fan fiction when I was like nine or something. Yeah, nine, so it's ten. nine, ten. Yeah, but most of the good authors, they're like twenty years old, and they do this besides working, which is really cool. Yeah, and I owe a lot to them. Because <laughs> Me too, man. For and it's the joy of <coughs> reading it. It that's what really like that creates the fandom. The joy of walking into the world yeah. that they're creating. I mean, some of these fan fictions are as long as books. I mean, yes. when, when you have like a. 400k fan fiction that's a book you're reading like a whole book now and it's and uh, you have to wait for the new chapter to come out and then you like it's a whole you know i think it's a fantastic also because for me i always kind of was sad when series ended or books ended or me whatever too. world i wanted yeah. to be in and this it actually has no end then because even if one fan <laughs> writer quits writing another one can pick it up and another one can pick it up so it's an amazing world that it i really did not is. know although i'm pretty sure at one point you read every fan fiction in a certain tag for a show yeah that well <laughs> i've exhausted several tags um but that it's wonderful really what's the what's the main tag that you've exhausted well it's like certain fandoms yes. and then there's um there's like ways like a au and um modern era or original world i guess ah. but uh i really like reading the historical ones that are yeah. actually really accurate to the world they're portraying just because i'm such a history buff in general so yeah. it's awesome when people get that down because you have to research what yeah, you're yeah, writing yeah. and especially when you're writing fan fiction about when you're writing fan fiction about some kind of historical figure with the rise of um, musicals like hamilton for example you have these these are characters in a musical, but they're also real people that existed. You can't interact with these people. There's no way of doing that. You can read biographies, but I mean, if you want to read some original works by Thomas Jefferson oh when you're gosh. writing a fan fiction about Please him, no. you can read the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> like it's <laughs> exactly. And then there, there there's also the whole thing of if you're writing about a historical character and you're writing about. I don't know, like Hannibal or something, then maybe you don't, because, I mean, if you're making someone who did horrible things good, that's not really... We're back at real yeah. people. How yeah. far can you take it? You see, there's a lot of discourse that still goes on yes. to this day about it. 
So if if we're nearly at the thirty minute mark here, so if you <laughs> if you if somebody wants to get started on fan fiction, where would you send them? Where should they go, and what should what's the first thing they should do well, if they want to check it out? Go, I'd say go to. <laughs> depends on what you want to read, but Archive of Our Own is today, without a doubt, the best general place to yes. find good stuff and to find it well documented and well organized uh, above all. So you're saying archive? Archive of our own. It's called AO3 is the abbreviation. AO3.com. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can get it. Or org, maybe. It's interesting because today we have these well, these very clear and organized websites. Before, when fan fiction started rising with um, shows like Star Trek in the late 90s and shows like, what's the one where they haunt... Uh, ghosts and stuff. Ghostbusters? No. <laughs> okay, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> but I'll... Star Trek, most people know. Yeah. Star Trek is a big one. Uh, Star Wars, too. Yeah, but Star Trek was where fan culture and fan fiction mm-hmm. arose mostly. So when if you go back to that time, there were fanzines, which was news or almost newspapers that you sent out with comics and fanfics, and you sent them out in the mail to people that mm-hmm. wanted them, and then they could get their physical fanfiction. Today, we have the luxury of going on our browser. So I would really, really recommend reading about the history of this and reading some fan fiction if you want to. Yeah. Thank you both for a very initiated, (laughs) like, exploration of fan fiction. I know so much more than when we started, and um, we may even have to do a follow-up. So I would love to. I can talk about the history of this for so long. So yeah, so maybe next show is the history of fan fiction. Wonderful. I'd love to. Bye for now. <laughs> Thank Goodbye. you. Bye.